you're probably drafting this weekend. So we wanted to do one last mock draft for you. Mm-hmm. We're also going to talk about all the people who just got cut oh, no. from their teams. What a savage Jobless. move from these teams. Let's get straight to it. Welcome to the Fantasyland Football Podcast. All righty. What's happening, baby? I am Zach. That is Bud Alki. Hello. A.K.A. Badake Like Cake. That's right. How are we feeling today? Wednesday, we are how many days away from football now? We are currently, according to our time, we are eight days, sorry, nine days away from football. Eight days. Okay. Eight days, right? I, I was right. I was right. Eight days. Second guess yeah. myself. Don't second guess. Come it on, It's September the 1st. First day of spring here in great old right. Sydney, Australia. It is Wednesday. It is Wednesday, my dudes. Y'all know the deal. Uh, follower leagues are full. If you would like to watch a real draft, guys, for your drafts, uh, we have a ton of those on YouTube. YouTube.com slash FantasylandFootball. If you listen to the end of our last podcast, we literally found out while we were recording that we hit a thousand subscribers on YouTube. Come on. And that was amazing to just, you know, see that while we're recording and and react to it. I want to say a big thank you again to everyone who's likes the content, who's been believing in what we're doing, who enjoys listening to us. Uh, It means more than you know to have people believe in what we do. We started this because we lost our jobs Due to COVID, look at us now with a thousand subscribers a year later. We weren't expecting this, completely honest. We were not expecting this. It's just huge love, honestly. Yeah, big, big love. Let's get into some news. What is going on here? A ton of people just got the boot from their teams. Uh, That's terrible. You're not good enough. You didn't make the 53-team roster. Good luck elsewhere. Maybe you'll join our practice squad. Yeah. Let's talk about some noticeable names. Obviously, Cam Newton being cut by the Patriots is the biggest name to be cut yesterday or yes. today, depending on what time's on your end. This is massive for fantasy. As soon as it happened, we went live on YouTube and Twitch and just broke it all down of what this means. But let's quickly summarize for people. What this means for fantasy, Badaki. Yeah, absolutely. That means everyone that's on this team, Jacoby Myers, a Damian Harris, a Hunter Henry, a Jonu Smith, uh, even Mac Jones himself has some sort of value now. Um, mm. it, the ones that jump up the most in, in my mind is a Damian Harris, a Jacoby Myers, and a John New Smith. Those are the three key guys in my mind that I'm willing to go and target maybe a little bit higher now in drafts because of yeah. the upside of Mac Jones. Yeah, I agree. I would say be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Not, you know, don't, don't go too don't high. Get, don't get too high. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we saw Damian Harris go in the third round of a mock draft on YouTube today. I think that is, and when I say third round, like 3.2 or three, that's mm-hmm. too high. Yeah. Uh, I think fourth round feels comfy for Damian Harris now. But uh, Jacoby Myers seems like a great, you know, a great guy just to take a chance on. Same with Jonu Smith, mm-hmm. especially if you're going late tight end strategy. It feels like they should have more value because Mac Jones should offer more in a fantasy perspective than Cam Newton could have offered. Cam Newton, a lot of people have asked, where is he going now? Well, we don't know, but <laughs> I'll tell you two teams that do make sense. 
the two teams that come to mind for me are the Dallas Cowboys, which I said on the live stream, and the Colts, okay? Okay. The reason those two teams come to mind is because the Cowboys, they don't have a good backup. We've, we've known this for a while. If they had Cam Newton there who plays a similar style to Dak Prescott, that seems like a pretty natural fit. The Colts, right. same situation. Good team, don't have a good backup. So those are two teams that make sense to me, but he's probably not a starter anymore. No, it doesn't seem like he's going to be a starter. The first thing that comes to mind that's not appealing for anyone is the Texans. Um, obviously, Tyrod Taylor, Davis Mills there. They Maybe they need a veteran, another veteran presence as a quarterback, a guy that has been successful. Tyrod Taylor hasn't necessarily been successful in the National Football League. Obviously, Cam Newton has not won. the way Cam has. Yeah, he's been to a Super Bowl. He's been an MVP. He has, you know, that, you know, game winning mentality. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's hard to see him kind of going to any other team at this very moment. He, he also has an ability to write an Instagram post that no oh one goodness. can decipher. <laughs> so if you want to add that to your team, <laughs> uh, no, Cam's had a great year. Or a great career, rather. Nothing, you know, he's, he can hang his head high, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Hold his head high. Yeah. That's, that's how you say that. I agree. All right. A bunch of other cuts. We'll go through some of them and briefly talk about some of them. Q- Kiki QT mm-hmm. is cut. And I think this speaks to the young talent on the Texans roster that they want to kind of see. He will be picked up. I don't yeah. think it matters for fantasy. In the dynasty Gallman, perspective, Nico Collins. Yeah. For Nico, not that Kiki's out, Nico Collins. That's all I got to say. I agree. I agree. Wayne Gallman has been cut. Mm-hmm. This is expected. We said this all offseason that he would be cut. The X Factor. Uh, I think in Dynasty, nothing changes. Maybe no. Elijah Mitchell becomes more uh, attractive as, as a yeah. guy to kind of take a chance on. But this is what we expected. And redraft, it doesn't change anything. Brashad Perryman was cut. Amonra St. Brown. Amonra St. Brown. More attractive now. More tra- and Tyra, um, Tyrell Williams, Tyrell Williams he's, yeah. he's getting some love from, from the fantasy community right now. Mm-hmm. If he can stay healthy, he could be a good fantasy stash. I agree. Jordan Howard officially cut, which to me says we believe in Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell. Absolutely. Those are the guys we are going to run through. But let's not forget about Boston Scott either. There's mm-hmm. been a lot of hype about Boston Scott throughout training camp. And the preseason There's- game. This mentality they say he has, he just, every, he's almost like Russell Westbrook. Every play matters. <laughs> not, not the same athlete, of course. But it seems like it's going to be Miles Sanders, 60%, and then a 20-20 between Gainwell and Boston Scott. If I could be wrong. That's how, yeah. that's how it seems. The, that's what it seems like right now. I think we all, we can both agree that Miles Sanders is a guy, and then Gainwell could be five. Oh, excuse me, fighting for that number two spot currently um, to get some touches. We just got to wait and see how the season pans out. Another Eagle, yeah. Travis Fulham was cut. I don't think it's so any- funny. Like, it's not funny. It's sad. But you think about last year, people were like, oh, LeBron, Travis Fulham drain. And it's like, mm, he's not as good as you thought he was. It was opportunity. Yeah. Uh, but good guy. Great guy. Great guy. <laughs> Um, (laughs) Philip Dorsett caught by the Jags. This surprises me. I'll be honest because Dorsett is one of those guys in the league who has elite speed. And I just thought it would make sense for them to keep him in this offense. I I know they have other names like Colin Johnson 
you know, obviously DJ Chark, Marvin Jones, Colin, Lavishka, but Colin Johnson, um, if I'm not mistaken, got cut as well. Did he? I just had to double check that, but I'm pretty sure he did get cut. Really? Colin Johnson out of Texas? I think so. A lot wow. of rookie a lot of late round rookies that were drafted in the draft didn't make team. Yeah. Uh, which which was surprising. Well, that's even more surprising now that they cut Philip Dorsett. He's just that speed. He'll find a team real quick. He will. Um, okay, John Brown, this is interesting, was granted a release. He mm-hmm. wanted to be released, and the team said, no worries, out you go. <laughs> and um, and he was able to go on his way now to find a new team. He wasn't going to be a starter on that team. It was very clear. So yeah. now he gets a chance to search for a team who might need what he can offer. Yeah, we'll see what happens with with John Brown. If he can stay healthy and, and and do something, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't see could him be the end of the road. Yeah, it could, it could be in the end of the road. Just by the way, Colin Johnson was waived. Not was waived. I, I don't know if that. Was I think that's the same thing. The same. Just thing. different terminology. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just so, so what happens clear. is when you're cut, uh, when you walk out the door, it's like a ceremony. You know, when you're like blood blood brothers. So when you're cut, you walk out the door, the GM is there, there's a knife, you cut your hand, you know, he cuts his hand and you handshake each other and say, you've officially been cut. (laughs) And when you've been waived, it's a more civil approach. You know, there's not that bond there, unfortunately, (laughs) but you walk out the door and it's just good old wave. See you, man. uh, I mean, the cut was a bit extreme. I thought that maybe- I agree. I I would rather be waived. I I thought the cut scenario would be- Maybe the 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 ball boy packed up the guy's bags and just left at the front door and say, "Hey, you have you no longer have access to the facility, right? You're out of here." It's like <laughs> yeah. that Jamal Adams Jets meme. <laughs> um, all right, so Jalen Hurts was named the starter. No surprise there. Mm-hmm. Chris Herndon was traded to the Vikings. That's interesting. Yeah, in dynasty leagues, just. Maybe stash him. I don't think I'm having him in any redraft leagues, though. What about yeah. you? No, I'm not having in any redraft leagues. I think what's interesting is the time they made this trade. I think the question mark of Irv Smith right now, still, we still don't know. I still haven't heard anything. I don't know if you heard anything, but from the reports that I've read so far, it doesn't look good for Irv Smith. He could miss the remaining remainder of the season. Uh, we just still have to confirm on these yeah. tests. But Chris Herndon was a high prospect in his draft class that was yeah. talented, didn't pan out with the Jets just purely because he didn't have a quarterback. I mean, he, quote unquote, he had Sam Darnold, but he also had some issues himself. I, um, Adam Gates. Here's the thing: like, bottled it. Irv Smith, I don't want him in any redraft league. Chris Herndon, I don't want him in any redraft league. In Dynasty, I'm probably, if I have Irv Smith, looking to get some value for him at this point. Okay. Like, is anyone interested? If I can get a second round pick, I'll I'll send it straight away. So you might have to stash both of these guys on Dynasty. Evan Ingram, oh, uncertain no. for week one. Mm-hmm. That's that's typical. It's I mean, a typical. We, that's we're gonna hear that every week. Every single week for Evan Ingram. Expect him not to play week one. <laughs> no, I actually have no idea. Um there's optimism. Apparently, Joe Judge said there is a great area on his um I guess condition. So okay. we have to see what's gonna happen there. And another big key guy that is on the PUP list will miss six weeks is David Bottieri. Not fantasy related, but it does impact the fantasy people mm-hmm. around him, like an yeah. Aaron Jones, uh, even Devontae Adams to an Aaron Rodgers. 
they lost Corey, uh, Corey, Corey Lindsay. Lindsay. And now David Bakhtiari, not that he's the only veteran on this offensive lineman, but he was one of the key pieces to be a successful offensive lineman in Green Bay. I think this is a huge fantasy hit, in my personal opinion. I don't think so. I, I, I'm i not there with you. And I guess because we saw what the offense looked like last year without him. And it okay. was fine. Okay. They yeah. chugged along just fine. Um, Aaron Rodgers had an MVP season. You know what I mean? Like, we have mm. seen this offense effectively at the top of their game without him. He makes them better, for sure. But I don't think there's any reason to worry if you have Adams, Rodgers, or Jones. Okay. Like, don't don't stress. Don't don't trade people away because of this, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Do you agree? Like, I feel like that would be a an hun- overreaction to a A hundred percent. Don't, don't trade. Don't go too crazy on... On trying to trade somebody like an Aaron Jones or Aaron Rodgers or or Detective Adams because they're still going to bring you fantasy value. I think there is just know that there could be weeks where this offensive line could be affected purely because David Bakhtiari is not on the field and they're struggling. But yeah. overall, it would be good fantasy value for those guys. Okay, we are going to get into our last mock draft of the year. But first, I want to tell you about RSA, Rochester Mm -hmm. Sports Autographs. We have officially partnered with these guys again this year. If you remember last year, we were able to give away a bunch of free jerseys, free signed jerseys. That Mm -hmm. was because of RSA, our partner. And we are actually giving away a signed Amari Cooper jersey. Let's go. On our first ever live stream of our new show, Talk It Up. Talk It Up. Okay. So stay tuned for details on how to enter, but you will need to be on the live stream. So make sure you're subscribed on YouTube or following us on Twitch. Mm-hmm. And we will give you more details soon on how to win that signed Amari Cooper jersey. Uh, look, if you need anything signed jerseys, signed helmets, signed footballs, RSA should be your go-to. Even better, we have a discount code for you. You want some swag, you know, to make the man cave look nice? That's right. Come on. Trying to get that signed Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Lamar Jackson, whatever it is. We got you. Here's the deal. Go to solo.to slash fantasylandfootball. Click the RSA tab. And then at checkout, you will get $20 off your order when you spend $100. $20. That's great. Okay. So you can literally get a signed jersey that is already the best price. For $20 off, guys. Mm-hmm. All right. At checkout, FL20 is the code. FL20. Okay, let's get to this mock draft, Badaki. Just so everyone knows the format, what's it looking like? Yeah, obviously, we we like to do PPR um, redraft. So it's one quarterback, two running backs, wide receiver, tight end, one flex spot, and six, two wide receivers. By two the way. wide receivers, sorry. Um, one tight end, one flex spot, and then six bench spots. I'm actually drafting from the 1.1, giving mm-hmm. you strategies of drafting in the top of the draft. Currently, right yep. now, the top of the draft. At the turn. Yeah, at the turn. But like also, you get these values. Obviously, you're going to get your CMCs, your Dalvins, your Alvins, all those guys. But what's going to come back at the turn? You know, when yeah. it comes back to you, that's when the value gets really questionable. So I'm going to help you guys out there in that position. Is that at the 110? I'm at the 110. Yeah, I would like to do a zero RB strategy for you to see what it could potentially look like. I have grown more and more fond of the zero RB strategy. I have to admit, I have not done it in any of my drafts this year. 
but I am more open to the idea. I do think there are a lot of late round running backs that could present value in a PPR league where if your wide receivers are dominant, you could be winning a lot of games. So yeah. again, Badaki is drafting at the 1.1. I am at the 1.10. We will update you on the players that go off the board. Badaki's on the board here at the 1-1. Is there any question who it is? There's no doubt about it. It's Christian McCaffrey, as always, typical. Uh, then you see it comes off the board. Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Say Say with JT, Zeke, Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. And then we got Tyreek Hill off the board there. Mm-hmm. So this is where I am at the 110. Okay, there's a couple things that I can do if I'm going zero RB strategy. I can go Devontae Adams. I can go Travis Kelsey. Okay. If you're starting zero RB, if you could start with Hill and Adams or even Adams and Kelsey, that feels like the ideal scenario. Okay. Uh, Where I am right now, though, I'm probably going to be going with Travis Kelsey here. I always love to get Kelsey in the first round if I can. Again, I've said this before. I'll say it again. Probably the biggest X factor in all of fantasy is Travis Kelsey. Right. He's, he's just one of the biggest X factors. Uh, if you have Kelsey on your team every week, you have a chance to beat your team just because they're tied into shit and you have the best one. Uh, so I, I'm going to take Travis Kelsey here at the 1.10. Okay. And let me ask you, have you ever found a successful zero RB strategy? Because I know you and I typically don't do this no look there's instance if depending on how the board falls but that's really rare you know if you're playing with a group of friends and the board kind of falls the way you want them to or the ball falls the way you want it to then there could Mm -hmm. be some opportunity but for me i i don't see it i don't i I don't see it by the Mm -hmm. way i'm at the one-on-one and i'm also going to be giving you the value at the turn but i'm also might be doing a a running back heavy strategy as well so stay tuned for that when it comes down um to my to my side here um zach's on the board Devontae adams goes austin eckler at the 112 then Najee and aaron jones at the turn now zach's back on the clock he has travis Mm -hmm. kelsey remember at the 110 Yeah, so now I'm looking zero RB strategy. I see the players available on the board. There's a player that I want in every single draft. I just almost never get him because I like to go heavy RB. And that player is Stephon Diggs, Mm -hmm. the most targeted player last year. There is no reason for him not to repeat that this year. So I'm going to go ahead and grab Stephon Diggs here. At the 2.3 and continue my zero RB strategy and see how we kind of play that out. So after digs, it goes Antonio Gibson, Mixon, DeAndre Hopkins, Patrick Mahomes, DK Metcalf, Justin Jefferson, Calvin Ridley, and AJ Brown. So we see a massive run of wide receivers, which is not going to help my zero RB strategy. Uh, you are now at the 212. <laughs> yes, I am now at the 212. I think it's pretty obvious. Um, what I'm going to do here now. Yes, I can get a tight end. Um, but look, George Kittle and Darren Waller is still on the board. If I do not, if I don't take the opportunity now to get two top running backs, in my opinion, that are still on the board, those guys aren't going to come back to me at the 412. Okay. So okay. the top three guys available right now is Clyde, Josh Jacobs, and DeAndre Swift. And I'm going to just tell you back to back. For me in my rankings, I know it's Clyde and then it's Swift. 
Yeah. Okay. So that's really simple, really easy back-to-back picks. So my top three picks are CMC, Clyde, and DeAndre Swift. And just like I said, I know those these guys, these tight ends aren't gonna are gonna come off the board. Darren Waller, Josh Allen, George Kittle, Keenan Allen. You know those guys all went off the board in the next four picks. Mm-hmm. Now Zach's on the board here. Josh Jacobs, Monty, and um, a Rob and Miles Sanders also go off the board. Yeah. Once again, Zach has Kelsey and Diggs. I do have Kelsey and Diggs. I I I feel like getting Waller and Kittle is such a good advantage, though. By the way, if you're in the third round, I'll just throw that out. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. get you going heavy RB, though. I you know that is something that does always feel comfortable at the end of a draft. Uh, okay, so I'm on the board. I have Kelsey Diggs and the wide receivers available are Terry McLaurin, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb. I feel like Terry McLaurin is the clear number one in his offense. He will see a ton of volume this year. And in PPR leagues, that to me is bunny sign. So I'm going to go ahead and grab him here okay. at 3.1, 3.10 rather. And then we see Mike Evans, Kyler Murray, Chris Carson, and Kyle Pitts off the board. Wow. I will say, guys, I think the ADP for Kyle Pitts has gotten a little bit too high. Yeah, okay. I agree. Kyle Pitts at the 4 2. I was on board when he was in the seventh round, but now at the 4 2, I probably won't have much stock of him in redraft leagues. Mm. I have as much stock as possible in dynasty leagues, but in redraft, I'm not sure I can spend a fourth round pick on Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I agree. Even though I think he has a good chance to be <laughs> the best tight end uh, rookie ever, I really think he has a great chance to do that, genuinely. Yeah. And so. Yeah. Sorry, just just to kind of piggyback off of that, like we love Kyle Pitts, and it's just so hard to take him at that. You know, there's so many more people that their value and their workload is solidified. Where Kyle Pitts, we believe that workload is probably going to be those Julio targets, but we just don't yeah. know how that how that's going to look like so far. Yeah, I agree. All right, so I'm on the board. You know, I have Kelsey Diggs and McLaren. And I'm going to continue this zero RB strategy. There's two Cowboys on the board that I love this Uh-oh. year. Here we go. One I have ranked a little bit higher in CD Lamb. So if I can start my drafts, Travis Kelsey, Stefan Diggs, Terry McLaurin, and CD Lamb, and we're in a PPR league, I don't know. It's looking good so far. I mean, we've got, we have to see what sort of running backs I get here. But yeah, I'm scared That about is that. pretty nice for a PPR <laughs> league. So... I grab CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper goes next, then Russell Wilson, Cooper Cup, Daryl Henderson, Julito Jones, Adam Thielen, Chris Godwin, Lamar Jackson, and now Badaki is back on the board at the 4-12. What are we looking at here? Okay. All right. So hard on the turns, man. It's it's super hard on the turns. And obviously, I'm looking at a wide receiver. I'm also looking... I'm just... Best three available wide receivers currently right now is Roberto Woods, DJ Moore, and Tyler Lockett. Obviously, I have my top three running backs in CMC, Clyde, and Swifty, so I'm not looking at that. I'm not going to get a, a quarterback right now. Do you and, consider a, a Mark Andrews or a Hawkinson here? I, I would consider, absolutely. I think I would definitely go Robert Woods. I think we can both agree that we yeah. don't mind. We talked about that on the live show, yeah, actually. exactly. We don't mind a Cooper Cup or a Robert Woods as a, a wide receiver one, so that's a smash pick, no doubt about it. Once again, I'm happy with all these wide receiver depths to kind of come to me. I expect someone like a Robbie to come back to me. 
you know, hopefully a Lavishka to come back to me to be my wide receiver too. Um, So I think I am going to take the chance on taking a a tight end here. And with this offense, it it, it is shaky. Mm -hmm. And this is where I get, this is where I get stuck. Well, this is what sucks about drafting on the edges. You know, you have to slightly reach for people. It's Mm -hmm. the most frustrating place to draft from because if you don't take Andrews or Hawkinson here, they will not come back to you. Yeah, I know. They won't be there at the 612 when it comes back 24 picks later. Yeah, I think it's easy for me. I think I'm going to go with Mark Andrews. Obviously, Rashad Bateman's out. J.K. Dobbins is also down. It's clear that Mark Andrews is back to becoming the number one Yeah target there it has to be mark andrews so my top guys are cmc clyde deandre swift roberto woods and mark andrews in my top five picks i like it i actually liked how that's kind of panned out for you i i think we said this on the live stream but robert woods is one of those guys he's probably one of the last guys where we are really comfortable having him as our wide receiver one this year yeah absolutely. if we're going a heavy rb strategy so after Mark Andrews, we see James Robinson in the fifth. Okay, firstly, let's quickly talk about that. <laughs> I'm okay taking him there personally, but I actually, that's a lie. That's I'm a lie. More, you're not okay taking him at the five two. No, no, I'm saying I'm okay taking him in the fourth. I would, I would be okay. definitely taking James Robinson over Darrell Henderson, no doubt about it. Just okay. want to point that out. Let's talk about this because this is something I said on the live stream. I wanted to make sure we said it in a podcast. I put up a poll on Twitter, okay, and I asked people. Do you think James Robinson will get more or less than 17 touches per game? Okay. 90 plus, I think it was 93% of people said he would get more. So if we believe that to be true, why are we afraid to draft him at the end of the second round? Right, right. Look, 17%, I mean, 17 touches a game. That's great. Like, that's amazing. Opportunity uh, is opportun- king. Better oh. offense. Yeah, it is a better offense. But now these guys, he has a better quarterback, a solidified quarterback. Marvin Jones, LaVisca, Chanel. Ah, man, I see those guys really taking off there. Yes, James Robinson can do both catch the ball and run. Mm-hmm. I don't see 17. I think I'm happy. I can see 12. 12 to 14. Come on, bro. For sure. 12. There's no way James Robinson is only getting 12 touches per game. We have, we have Come to wait on. And see. I would love to see. I, need, I can't, can't think of all. That's ridiculous. I can't think about Look, it. Top here's of my the head. deal. I would, I would love to endorse James Robinson at the end of the second round. I've done it in leagues. You I've have. taken him at the 211, the mm-hmm. 210. Stop worrying about James Robinson. If you can get him anywhere in the third, I feel like it's a massive, massive value. Him in the fifth round doesn't make sense to me. That is just stop sleeping on James Robinson, guys. I think he's proven who he can be. The offense is better. So I would like to officially endorse James Robinson anywhere in the third round. I'm fine with it. Okay. After him, we see DJ Moore, Dak Prescott. Oh, that was weird. Kareem Hunt, (laughs) Jamar Chase, Tyler Lockett, TJ Hawkinson, and Justin Herbert. I'm on the board. I have Kelsey, Diggs, McLaren, and C.D. Lamb, and I'm feeling really good about my team, and I'm feeling really good about the running back still on the board. I cannot lie. Mm-hmm. I'm looking there, and I see I see five guys. I'm comfortable with all of them on my team, and all I need is for one of them to come back to me on this turn, okay? So I'm going to go ahead and grab Miles Gaskin first. I think he has the highest upside in PPR. Again, I'm looking for those running backs who can catch the ball, Absolutely. who are active in that part of their their offense. So I'm going to go ahead and grab Miles Gaskin here. 
And after we see Aaron Rodgers go, Deontay Johnson, Kenny Galladay, and Brandon Ayuk. And now I'm back on the board. Mm-hmm. And I see a ton of options available. So if I was going heavy RB and Javante Williams was here in the 6-3, I would probably take Javante Williams here. Right. Because I am needing a solidified RB2, I'm probably going to take something a little bit more secure than a Javante Williams. I have my options between Gus Edwards, Mike Davis, Chase Edmonds. So when I look at the board, I think, who of these guys do I want to be my RB2? It's not sexy. I don't love the pick. But I do think Mike Davis will get enough volume early on to rely on him as an RB2, and I can do trades from there on out. Okay, let me ask you a question really fast because there's a lot of people still on the board, guys that I yeah. believe in, a my guy like a Ronald Jones, a Damian yep. Harris is still on there. Maybe not necessarily Chase Edmonds, but you know, I think he, he he's worth the conversation. Um, you know what? I completely forgot about Damian Harris. I think the ADP has not updated on that. I, I would probably take Damian Harris here. Okay. Yeah. So and, and I think that's a great conversation that, that we can have right there. Damian Harris over Mike Davis. Is that a, is that a solidified uh, yeah. thing for you? For me, I, I'm definitely smashing that. I think he can work, uh, handle the workload where that's the difference between me, Damian Harris and Mike Davis. Mike Davis, I don't you think you are can, not Mike Davis, just to clarify. Oh, I am Mike Davis, and I'm telling you that <laughs> I cannot handle the workload. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I go ahead and I take Damian Harris here. Um, again, a guy who, because of the Cam Newton cut, we know who's going to be the starter there, and we mm-hmm. project the offense to be better for a guy like Damian Harris. I'm comfortable with the way that this is going uh, as of right now. Yeah. After Harris, we see Michael Thomas. Mike Davis, Javante Williams, Devonta Smith, OBJ, T. Higgins, Gus the Bus, and Claypool. Yeah, look, this makes You're my on the deci- board here. This makes my decision so much easier. Once again, CMC, Clyde, Swift with Mark Andrews, and my wide receiver one in Roberto Woods. I'm looking for another wide receiver. The top three available currently is Juju, Jerry, and DJ Chark. And if you listen to the podcast, if you know anything about me and about us. We're massive Jerry Judy fans. I'm happy with Judy being my wide receiver too because I do have back-to-back picks here. Okay, so I, I do yeah. smash Jerry Judy really simple, really easy there. I'll grab him. Uh, I grab Jerry Judy as my wide receiver too. Now it's all about, now this is where it becomes iffy. Not iffy, but like you, you think about upside. Who has a better opportunity? Who has a better quarterback? Yeah. You know, guys that I see that I'm thinking about is a Robbie Anderson now here at the seven one. I'm also thinking, cause I like Robbie. He's rising a Lavishka. Once again, I have to reach for these guys cause I don't expect them to come back to me. So that's, that's the hard part. Drafting it's hard between Robbie here. and Lavishka, man. It Le- is. Robbie and Lavishka. That's, that's a hard conversation to have a hundred percent. Um, if you could just pause it by the way, just so I, we can kind of have a little bit of a conversation. So yeah. l- let's really think about this here. Robbie does have DJ Moore, Terrence Marshall, mm-hmm. but also CMC. Clearly a PPR monster, a guy that can catch the ball. It's hard, man. Um, and then when I, I look at my rankings, okay, mm-hmm. I have Lavishka as my wide receiver 26, Robbie as my wide receiver 29. Both great options, but I think I would take Lavishka. Especially, you know, the Travis Etienne injury, that opens up a lot of need for Lavishka. Yeah. 
yeah, a I, lot of need to use him in very creative ways. And I completely agree. And the reason why I'm also leaning Lavishka is because I have CMC already on my team. I'm okay having yeah. a running back and a wide receiver, but mm-hmm. you want I want to minimize that so as much as I possibly can. So you're right. You know, once again, maybe reaching for the Vishka is a little bit here at drafting at the turn, but doesn't feel like a reach for me. But also, you have to reach because Lavishka will not come back to you at the one. Exactly, you have to do these things. Exactly. So even though he's high in our in our rankings, you have to think about it when you're in your in your draft and how people are how the board's falling if you're at the top of the draft or at the bottom. So yeah. there's no doubt about it. It's Lavishka here once again. CMC, Clyde, Swifty. With Roberto Woods, Jerry Judy, Lavishka Chanel, and Mark Andrews. This is a nice team at the 101. I, I wish I could mm-hmm. have this team right now. God, yeah. Sheesh. I think you're drafting from the 1.1 1. 1 in our in our real draft tomorrow with, oh. with uh, Patreon. Well, don't supporters. tell the community that, man. You, they don't know this. <laughs> they do know that. That's yeah. people who are listening. <laughs> um, after Lavishka, Chase Edmonds goes. Juju, Fournette, Fant, Melvin Gordon. Raheem Moster, DJ Chark, and Dallas Goddard. I just want to quickly point out Melvin Gordon in the seventh at 7-6. Seven, Javante Williams around before at the 6-6. Six, six. I have been very interested in Javante's ADP. Right. He was in the sixth round for a long time. In real drafts, he's going in the fifth, fourth. Yeah. And I just think that's a little bit too early. We shouldn't be taking Javante over guys like James Robinson, Miles Gaskin. Um, you know, even though we might have them ranked higher, that's because of where I think they might finish, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I I still think as much as I love Javante Williams, I would prefer a Miles Gaskin, a Josh Jacobs, a Chris Carson. Um, I think the line kind of gets drawn with a Mike Davis of Ronald Jones, Damien Harris, that is definitely where the line sort of starts to get drawn. Okay. But in my situation, I couldn't take Javante there because I needed a solidified RB2. Yeah. I not agree. a guy who I can wait on. So uh, just be careful not to overdraft a guy like Javante Williams. Let him fall to you. That's what you want to do with these high upside guys. And if they don't fall to you, they don't fall to you. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. So... Here I am. I have Kelsey, Diggs, McLaren, CeeDee Lamb, Miles Gaskin, Damian Harris, and wouldn't you know it, Ronald <laughs> Jones is on the board. Come on, that's my guy. Let's go. Uh, honestly, if I could start my draft this way, I would do this strategy. Every I want this day. team in, in every league. Mm-hmm. I want this team in every league. Unfortunately, it doesn't always happen like that when we do draft, but Ronald Jones is, is now on my team. Then we see Sermon, Waddle, and Landry off the board. And I'm, I know exactly what I'm doing with this eighth round pick. Do you know what I'm doing with this eighth round pick? 100%. It's a smash pick for your top five or top six quarterback here. 50 plus touchdowns. No doubt about it. That's right. Tom Brady. So I start my team. Guys, this is crazy. I don't know if I could do this in a real draft, but it's looking <laughs> sexy. Okay. Tom Brady. Travis Kelsey. Stephon Diggs. Terry McLaurin. C.D. Lamb. Miles Gaskin, Damian Harris, and Ronald Jones. I would honestly take this team in every redraft league if I could. Mm. I would smash pick it. I don't know. I'm I'm open it, it to sense. the I'm open to it. 
I think I think it makes sense in my opinion. It's a good team so far. Uh, Robbie Anderson, Brandon Cooks, Mike Gazeki, Debo, Matthew Stafford, Michael Carter back with Gronk in the eighth. Oh my goodness! And A B in the eighth. Gosh, that is terrible. I'm not saying sleeper is terrible, but that That's, ADP for those guys. It happens though. It happens, man. Gronk and A B are going in those rounds. Mm-hmm. It's too high, guys. It's too, too high. high. Yeah, it's definitely too high in our opinion. Once again, CMC, Clyde, Swifty, Roberto Woods, Jerry, Judy, Lavishka, and Mark Andrews for myself. I was actually hoping someone like a Tom Brady falls to me. Uh, I see a Ryan Tannehill, Joe Burrow, and a Trevor Lawrence as the top three available quarterbacks. Can I ask you quickly, just jump in here. Mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill feels like... Every time I want to go late quarterback strategy, I always can rely on Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. He's always there in the ninth, in the tenth. It feels like he is my savior when I don't go early quarterback. I think he could have a great year, and I think he's being underdrafted. Look, I think he can have a great year as well. Um, I'm a little bit more hesitant purely because of that offense. That offense runs through Derrick Henry. And like, but you have said before that you think it's going to change. I do believe it is going to change with Julio. It's just really hard, which which makes my decision a lot easier for me coming into this. To this, I guess my pick here at the eight twelve, a guy that I see in my quarterback. I'm gonna grab my quarterback here in the eighth round. I love a Joe Burrow. I love a Ryan Tannehill. I'm gonna go according to my rankings here. My gut okay. feeling. Okay. I do have Joe Burrow's higher than Ryan Tannehill. Okay. Joe Burrow's my quarterback 10. Tannehill's my quarterback 12. Okay. I'll take Joe Burrow there, my first quarterback. And now, once again, I have... This is free game now, it feels, right? I mean, you have three wide receivers, three running backs, a tight end, and a quarterback. Now it's free game. Who's yeah. the most value, right? Exactly. Absolutely. So I'm looking at the the running backs here. I see somebody that I do like, like a Zach Moss, a Naeem Hines. Once again, these guys probably not probably not going to come back to me, but I am going to take a chance on not taking those guys because I'm hoping somebody that I like, I see here, can come back to me. Wide okay. receiver, top three, Tyler Boyd, Corey Davis, and a Michael Pittman. Ooh, I like that stack option right there. Mm-hmm. I do like the stack option, and you know me. I love a Tyler Boyd. I believe he's still going to be – or I like to call him my wide receiver one because I think he's going to finish higher than T Higgins. Uh, so nah, I took, I take Tyler, it. I take Tyler Boyd there. Once again, CMC, Clyde, Swifty, Roberto Woods, Jerry, Judy, Lavishka, Chanel, Tyler Boyd with Mark Andrews and Joe Burrow. Uh, I love my team and I love how it's kind of shaping up. After Boyd goes Connor, Fuller, Drake, Lawrence, Bobby Tunyon, Tannehill, Logan Thomas, and Jalen Hurts. I'm on the board. I have three running backs I like, I believe in. But at this point, if I was strong on running backs, I'd go Corey Davis. Mm -hmm. I'm not strong on running backs. So I'm going to grab someone just to make sure I feel a little bit better about it and that someone is a Zach Moss. Do I like Zach Moss? No. I (laughs) have never really shown interest in Zach Moss. But he's more of a security blanket for me as my running back four in this zero RB strategy. Then goes Higby, Corey Davis, A.J. Dillon, and Michael Pittman. That absolutely sucks because I wanted one of Corey Davis or Michael Pittman. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately, this is just what happens. But I I still see my golden boy 
which I am tossing up between two of my golden boys. Why Uh-oh. am I calling them that? Here Why am go. I calling them my golden, golden boys? boys. <laughs> Darnell Mooney and Marvin Jones. Two guys I really want here. Hmm. Because I already have elite wide receivers, I will probably lean on the upside of a Darnell Mooney here. Okay. So I'm going to grab Darnell Mooney knowing, knowing I'm already set at wide receiver. So, No, I agree. I, I like the pick. Mooney has to be the guy in my opinion. Uh, okay. So excited to watch him this year. Okay, mm-hmm. after Mooney, who's who's off the board? Yeah, Mike Williams, David Gutton, Curtis Samuel, Devin Singletary, Michael Gallup, Hollywood Brown, Irv Smith, Naeem Hines. And that makes my decision so much easier. And by the way, we are we are only have two picks left. So mm-hmm. this is your last two picks here. Yeah. So my last two picks. Okay. So now once again, I'm thinking about upside. I'm thinking about who's going to, you know, solidify that backfield. What's going to happen? Once again, I only have three running backs right now. Clyde, CMC, and Swift. I already have four wide receivers, Mark Andrews and Joe Burrow. Once again, my wide receivers are Robert Woods, Jerry Judy, Luis Cachanel, and Tyler Boyd. Okay, so I have two picks back-to-back here. I think my first pick, no doubt about it, a guy that I believe in, the guy that I want on my team all the time, another my guy is going to be Elijah Moore, an upside Mm -hmm. player, okay? And then on my last pick, my last pick here, I'm going with the upside in a running back room, okay? Top three running backs that are available is Jamal Williams, Tony Pollard, and Sony Michelle, okay? Yeah. I think for me, I'm going to take a chance and take Sony here. I think there's okay. a lot of opportunity here for Sony Michelle. I believe that if he does going to get if he does get that 50 50 workload, why not be my RB four, just in case one of my guys do, does go down and I need to put him in a flex position. So Sony Michelle yeah. is my last pick here in the draft. Once again, like CMC, it. Clyde Swift, Sony Michelle with Roberto Woods, Jerry Judy, Luis Cano, Tyler Boyd, Elijah Moore, Mark Andrews, and Joe Burrow. That's a good team. Yeah, here I am on the board. After Michelle, it was Jonu Smith, McCall Hardman, Justin Fields, Jamal Williams, Baker Mayfield, Henry Huggs, Tony Pollard, and Marvin Jones, my guy. Uh, There's two names I'm considering here. And if I had another round, I would probably take both of them. So one quarterback league, I'm considering Trey Lance with this last pick purely because I think he has league-winning upside when he does become the starter. However... Because we don't have another pick, there's a name on the board that I love Uh-oh. that I have in every single dynasty league who I expect to potentially have a breakout year. I think he's being overdrafted a little bit now, but if I can get him this late, mm-hmm. I'm going to be grabbing Marquez Callaway. Yeah. I've been trying to tell people about Marquez Callaway, but most people just get annoyed that I talk about him. So I stop. Uh, I think he has a great chance to to come and be the wide receiver one. Let's not assume that Michael Thomas is automatically going to come back, be the same Michael Thomas you knew in 2019, and take the league by storm. Because I don't think he's that same player. I don't think the injury uh, is a favorable injury for a guy like Michael Thomas. So take a chance on Callaway. I think I really think it's worth taking a chance on Callaway from rounds eight onwards. I, I really do. Yeah, I completely agree with you. You know, in our in our drafts, he's going in in the seventh. I think he won the seventh this past draft. Um, the upside with Callaway. And, you know, I was a guy that wasn't 
on that side of Callaway at first. I saw him in that preseason yeah. game with Jameis, and I was like, oh, yeah, I know, I know. He can do that. Jameis can throw some nice balls, blah, blah, blah. There is upside. Who else? Yeah, and then he did it again. And then you really think about it. Who else is on that team? Yeah. It's, it's Alvin, Trauman's hurt, and then it's Callaway and Jameis. He has to be the number one receiver. Yeah. All right, let's review our teams here. Okay, I... I did zero RB strategy. Mm-hmm. So here is my team officially. Can I just say, my God. <laughs> this is I, crazy. I really, really, really want this team. Oh my goodness. Okay. My quarterback is Tom Brady. Got him in the eighth. I think that's great, great value. Then I have Travis Kelsey at the tight end position. My wide receivers are Stefan Diggs, Terry McLaurin, CD Lamb. Darnell Mooney, Marquez Calloway. My running backs are, keep in mind, I didn't draft the running back until the fifth round, Miles Gaskin, Damian Harris, Ronald Jones, and Zach Moss. I honestly am in love with this team. Maybe I will try a zero RB strategy. Maybe I will actually do that after this mock draft. I might. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, what are the chances? Um, 24%. Hmm. Not, not, high. Good, not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm at the 101. Uh, t- tell me, tell me you don't like that team though. No, this team, this team is nice. It's nasty. I, I really agree. I do agree. It, it's a crazy team. I can't believe half of those guys. Once again, sleepers, ADP needs to change a little bit. So it's okay. Totally. I mean, I'm not going to be able to get Damian Harris in the sixth. No way. Or Ronald Jones in the seventh. I don't even think you can get Miles Gaskin in the fifth. Probably not. You're right. I probably would have had to have taken... Mike Davis at the 510. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but it is, it is a fun team. Yeah, it's nasty. Here's what I'll say quickly on the zero RB strategy, though. There are a lot of situations that have favored this strategy. Okay. Mm-hmm. James Robinson. Okay. He's now a higher running back that people will probably grab, which means other running backs are pushed back. You think about the Mac Jones situation. Okay. You think about, um, the Gus Edwards situation, right? Okay. Chase Edmonds. There, there's a lot of running backs who are available later on to try this strategy. Yeah. The hype of Trey Sermon, the hype of Javante Williams. You know, there are Melvin Gordons and, and Raheem Mostert's who are just sitting there who could make this strategy viable. Yeah, I, I, I agree. You just got to wait and see how the board falls and see who you like and you can snag Mm-hmm. Once again, seeing I'm at the 101. I did the RB heavy. My first three picks were RBs. So CMC, Clyde, Swift, and Sony Michelle with my last pick at the 101. And then my wide receivers, which is my first wide receiver off the board uh, on my team, was Roberto Woods at the 412. And then I had Jerry Judy, LaVisca Chanel, Tyler Boyd, and Elijah Moore, which is a my guy. And I absolutely love if you know and listen to the podcast. Mark Andrews at the five. I knew I had to get a tight end, knowing that those guys weren't going to go was going to come back. So I got Mark Andrews and then Joe Burrow, my tight end, my quarterback ten, a guy that I love. I believe is going to bounce back. It has like a nice little connection with Tyler Boyd on my team as well. So I like my team. If you want to, once again, this is sleepers ADP. I don't think half of these guys are going to be available. I don't think I can get if I can get CMC, Clyde, and Swift on the same team. Yeah, come on. If you had to choose one of these strategies, one of these teams, and, and these are the teams that you get, which one would you choose? Ooh, 
it's hard because I'm not comfortable with your running backs. But the, your top four picks, hmm. Kelsey, Diggs, Terry, and CeeDee Lamb, that feels comfortable. But I'm not yeah. comfortable without my running backs. So I, I like Here's, Damian Harris and Ronald Jones. So that actually does feel nice because Ronald Jones is a my guy. But Damian Harris and Miles Gaskins do have question marks. But at the same time, their stock and, and their, their role is kind of feeling more comfortable as we get close to the season. Yeah. I think the reality is, is if you guys actually try zero RB strategies, you're going to end up with like Melvin Gordon as your RB1, Leonard Fournette, Chase Edmonds. Maybe Gus is going to go too high now. Maybe Trey Sermon. So you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? Probably not. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, every time we do a strategy, we, we come back to the conclusion to stay water, let the board fall to you. What's the best available option? Use yeah. your tiers to make the best value on your team, right? Yeah. To bring that best value onto your team. So I hope this was helpful. And uh, we will see you tomorrow, right? I mean, we got another another podcast tomorrow. Yeah, we have another podcast tomorrow. I don't really know off the top of my head what it is. So what we're going to do basically is update you on everything that's happened in these ADPs. Right. So yes, ADP with stuff. the Mac update. Jones stuff, with the Damian J.K. Harris. Dobbins, like literally everything that's changed, we're going to tell you if we're comfortable with their ADPs or not. So we will see you on tomorrow's show. Thanks for joining us today. Anything you want to say? You know, patreon.com says Fantasyland Football. Fantasyland fam, sorry. Yes, we filled up our all of our leagues, but you can still support the show if you want to have the fantasy hotline with Zach and myself. We're gonna be we've, we're helping tons of people right now um, that are just signed up for the fantasy hotline. And also, if you don't want to have the hotline, you just want to support the show and you believe in what we're doing here, sign up for close friends tier. Um, it just helps us with everything that we're doing here in yeah. Fantasyland. Every just everything. Um, yeah. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for all the support so far. 1,000 views or 1,000 followers on YouTube, but we're, we're hitting milestones and we're really excited. I want excited. to give a, a, a big shout out to Tony Kayani, by the way. Kayani? I think I'm saying it right. Yeah, it's hard to say. He signed name. up to support us on Patreon. $5 tier, close friends plus. He's getting the fantasy hotline. Big shout out to you, bro. Uh, make sure to message us back on Patreon so we can hook you up with that fantasy hotline, but Big, big love, guys. We will see you on the podcast tomorrow. See you there. See you there. Awesome. Hey. Hey. Yeah, you. The one listening to this podcast. You made a good decision today. Keep making those good decisions. You know what? Go ahead and do a little dance right now like no one's watching because you you deserve it